gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the good old-fashioned Philly Wrestling Podcast. My name is Rick Smooth, I'm here with Alan Fenstermaker, and we're going to talk a little bit about what's going on in pro wrestling. Um, Alan, I, I, so I watched Raw this week, and I'm, I'm coming to a conclusion uh, after talking with some of the guys in Team Philly and talking with you about it, is I'm at the point now where I can't watch WWE anymore. Um, I was watching it and I was embarrassed to be watching it and it made me feel really weird and like I was holding on to something that's no longer there and uh, you know I I just want to say this for all the wrestling fans out there I love pro wrestling um, I love the independent scene the circuit uh, I love AEW uh, I love NWA Power on YouTube uh, I love all this shit and, and I and I want fresh shit but uh, I just I, I can't I can't get down anymore with what's going on with WWE. And that just seems like a very steel brand now too because I know for a while like WWE was starting to down. They were starting to back, take a backslide and everything, and like um, I know like they only they had a brief resurgence, and then that's like in the beginning, like when uh, Paul Heyman and uh, Eric Bischoff came in to take charge of both Raw and SmackDown. But then like um, Eric, I know Eric Bischoff got fired from uh, from SmackDown, but Paul Heyman's still with the company, and um, I think that's WWE's uh, best bet is the fact that they got Paul Heyman. Yeah. And, and, and look, this is how much I love Vince McMahon is, uh, you know, I despise Donald Trump and I'm still rooting for Vince McMahon to turn this, uh, you know, economy around with sports and all that or whatever they're doing. So, I, I, you know, I, I don't want this, to, I don't want people to think, oh, Rick, you know, you know, hates WWE. No, man, the WWE sold out, you know, why would I, why would I support people that, that have sold out, you know? Yeah, crazy. It, it is, man. It's really sad and unfortunate. And, um, you know, it, 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 it's like an empire that has gone on a very, very long time. Like, okay, here's a good example of this, okay? I, I've been thinking about this a lot. Is um, A lot of good bands will have a really good run. You know, maybe they drop a really good album or they drop a couple of really good albums. And then their run slows down and then they're done. Some really great bands get to that second peak. Like, for an example, the Red Hot Chili Peppers, they did, you know, their, their big album was Blood Sugar Sex Magic, and then they had a second peak, like about uh, 14, 15 years later, it was Stadium Arcadium. So that's that's like uh, having a good run, and then basically having like a huge encore after that, where, you know, uh, they get another run. Now, WWE has already done that because the Hulk Hogan, you know, Ultimate Warrior era or whatever, or, or Hogan, Andre, whatever you want to call it, that was a, a huge run. And then they had their encore in the Attitude Era with Stone Cold and The Rock and all them. But, um, you know, since the invasion angle, and uh, it, it, it seems like, you know, since, you know, uh, they started doing the stock market stuff. It just seems that it, 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 it's over. But yeah. the thing, the thing is, is, it keeps going on because they keep making money. And, and I was wondering about that. And we were, we were talking today with the Team Philly squad, and they were saying that uh, that's because of the fact that they make their money now off a of corporate sponsorship, and that's what's affected the programming, and that's what's affected the overall, uh, you know. Uh, 
what's the word I'm looking for here? Uh, presentation. Yeah. And then, and then, it's, it's like right now, it's like they're not even making money off of like ratings or uh, you know crowd attendance. Yeah, because I know so, like um, one thing AEW is doing though. AEW, they're they're doing the empty arena shows, but they're actually using uh, wrestlers as uh, as fans. Yeah, and that's smart too. Uh, it, 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 it's it's you know it's helping it's helping how it how it looks. Yeah, yeah I agree. And also too, like you know, like the WWE just uh, there's a lot of uh, the WWE let a lot of people go, and like um, is and it seems like whenever the WWE wants to bring that wants to wants to up the ratings, they bring in some of the uh, some of the guys from the old days in wrestling, like the Undertaker, for example, or. Or like uh, earlier, or a couple Goldberg. months ago, yeah, Gold, bring Goldberg in. Like, um, I know Goldberg is way past his prime. And like, um, I remember the one match in uh, Saudi Arabia. They had the Gold, Goldberg versus the Undertaker. The match like literally sucked. So many box moves, it was ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Somebody could have really got hurt in that match too. Um, so yeah, so a lot of those guys are now out too. Is uh, Goldberg's out? I heard Brock Lesnar's out now too. Um, so basically, they're cleaning house, and we heard about all the releases and all that stuff that have been happening lately. Um, so, yeah, with, with all this being said, you gotta wonder about Paul Heyman because now think about this: if it's this is how crazy this shit is in the world right now. If Vince McMahon is you know the head of the panel of the sports here in America. You know, and Paul Heyman's writing Rawls or whatever. Paul Heyman is a genius with all this stuff, but he's not even being utilized right. So I was thinking about this earlier. I was like, these guys are at the tip of the iceberg right now, and they're either going to sink or they're going to swim. And, you know, at this point, you know, I think the whole world, you know, at least the whole country needs them to swim. And I... And, and look, if we're in a if we're in a certain time period where we need revolutionaries to step up to help save the economy, to help save uh, you know sports or live events, uh, I would say Vince McMahon and Paul Heyman are the right guys to be in that panel. If you ask yeah. me. Mm-hmm. But here's the situation: is if WWE is not going to let Paul Heyman do what do what he does best. Paul Heyman needs to make as much money as he can there and get the fuck out of there. And what I'm hoping for, if Paul, if you're out there and you're listening, hopefully you are, because we're sending, I know we're sending you a lot of these um, videos. Um, please consider this for wrestling fans. Come back to the arena and please start something new. If it's not, e- I mean, I-, I love ECW, but everybody's saying that ECW cannot be brought back. Maybe there's truth to that. I don't know. But but please come back and start something fresh at the arena because the wrestling fans out here need it. And obviously Vince is, is doing this fucking McDonald's bullshit when it comes to pro wrestling. That's just not working anymore because of the corporate sponsorships. Mm. Um, now, I look forward to watching AEW every week. I really do. And it's so weird with this quarantine because sometimes I'll catch it, you know, right at 8 o'clock, and then other times I'll forget what time it is. I won't even know what time it is. And then I'm like, shit, I just missed an hour of this when I was looking forward to it all week. Yeah. Um, but uh, AEW, at least it's been fresh, and at least they're letting people be heels. Like Britt Baker, 
and MJF right now are the two best heels in the business, without a doubt. I challenge anybody to challenge me on that. Um, and then also, you know, uh, there's a lot of other stuff going on in the indies, which is totally worth it. You know, I, I mean, worth checking out. But actually, so. like right now, the Indies are on a standstill with the whole uh, COVID nineteen pandemic and all too. Like, That's true. So like, true. pretty much, um, it's uh, it kind of hurt the business altogether. And like, because I know the only promotions that are actually running right now are uh, AEW and uh, WWE. I know I did see some stuff with MLW and all too, but um, but that's the thing too. Like I even said this, keep saying this over and over again too. Like um. Whenever people talk about wrestling these days, all they ever really talk about is it WWE and AEW. But um, in my yeah, in my opinion, MLW has what it takes to like be one of the big players in the wrestling business and all because they have the talent, they have the ability to put together some uh, kick-ass shows. Because for the for example, at the 2300 Arena, like the two years in a row in Philly, like MLW had a sold-out crowd there. Yeah, I don't know how hard it is to sell that building now because it, it didn't seem like there. It was like at the old ECW shows, you couldn't even like move. It was shoulder to shoulder. You know what I mean? Yeah. But nowadays, it's like uh, you know, a couple hundred people is a sell out there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, I'm looking at my MLW poster right now from Fightland, uh, Saturday, February first, which was I, I guess that was the last. MLW show I was at, right? Yeah, I was at that one, too. Okay, and I'm looking at Conan, I'm looking at Davey Boy Jr., I'm looking at Brian Pillman Jr., um, there's some good guys on this poster, Jacob Fatu, yeah. um, M- MLW does have a lot of talent right now, you know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I'm looking at some of the Japanese guys that we gave rise to, um, you know, they, they, there's definitely some talent down there. I think that, uh, you know, when, when I watch them on YouTube, I I do, I, I got to admit, I kind of fast forward to the stuff that I want to see. Um, like, the, the lineage guys are where it's at. Yeah. You know, like, when it, when it comes to wrestling right now on the indies, wherever the lineages are, the Pillman Juniors, the Davey Boy Smith Juniors, uh, the Von Erichs, um, you know, all of them kind of catch is, is the stuff that I'm interested in because I'm interested to see, you know, how 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 the old school is going to be presented in a new way. Yeah, like that. That's what we got to do. We got to bring back the old school in order to like save wrestling. Right, right, and and the problem is is that this wrestling stuff, you know, a lot of people. You know, and, you know, you, you can't really, like, it's rare when you got, like, a Flair or a Hogan, not only with talent, but just with the fact that they'll go into their 50s and their 60s doing this stuff because it just, it takes such a toll on the body. But the other thing is, too, is, um, what was I just going to say about that? Uh, oh, so, so, I just lost it, man. I'm sorry. Yeah, but then, like, when you talk about the guys with the longevity and all, too, you got The Undertaker, who uh, just uh, yeah. signed, has a, who just recently signed a fresh contract with WWE. And, like, um, in my opinion, like, at WrestleMania, had, like, um, the, one of the best matches on the card against AJ Styles. Yeah, that was an interesting match, man, you know? Yeah, in fact, like, uh, 
I know, like, uh, and, like they had the other match the next night with uh, Bray Wyatt, uh, the Fiend, uh, in the in a Firefly Funhouse match with John Cena. But um, I know, in my opinion, though, too, like, I kind of like the Undertaker versus AJ Styles match from the night before. Yeah, you know what I'll say about that is it almost kind of reminded me of, like, a Mortal Kombat video game kind of feel, didn't it? Yeah, it did. Or, like, a movie, like that movie uh, Ju- Judgment Night. Yeah, you know, actually, like, yeah. for any guys, like, uh, anybody that's uh, listening to this, too, like, I know uh, Hood Slam Wrestling, they actually have a, they actually put together a match, and it's on YouTube, Scorpion versus Sub-Zero, kind of like from uh, a playoff of the Mortal Kombat games. Wow, I'd like to see that, man. Send me that when you can. Yeah, it's Scorpion versus Sub-Zero from uh, Hood Slam. It's on YouTube. Yeah, that's interesting, man. I remember when Mortal Kombat came out in the arcade. I was at, uh, I forget what mall it was. Uh, it might have been, uh, I forget what mall it was. But I remember my dad took me out, and we, we were swinging by the arcade on our way out of the mall. We saw about, like, you know, 30 people huddled around this one arcade game. And we were like, what the fuck is this? So we went in there, and people were putting their quarters up, and we were seeing... And, you know, the Mortal Kombat game, like, all the different fatalities and all the blood. And I remember how fresh that was when it came out, man. Like, when something really good comes out or something really original or something really innovative, you know, the kids will flock to it and you will notice, you know, what, what what's hot and what's not. It was the same thing with NBA Jam. Yeah, I know. Like, I had, a, I had Sega Genesis uh, in Game Gear and I had Mortal, Com- Mortal Kombat on both of those. Nice. Yeah, I'd play that game that game all the time. Yeah, it was a good game, man. I mean, and and if you you know, there's a lot of sequels to it, and you know, nothing will ever compare with the first one because it was shocking to see, man. It, it was just like, wow, I can't believe that this is a video game where this dude's ripping the other guy's head off. Yeah. You know, or rip, ripping his head out with his spine still attacked, attached. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, man. Yep. Um, but yeah, so, the, the, uh, what I was saying earlier is, is that this wrestling stuff has, uh, you know, a lifespan, you know, a, a, a performer's lifespan when it comes to this wrestling stuff, um, you know, is not that long. So it, 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 it's kind of like you got to get it. You got to get it while you can get it. But also, you know, when it comes to the old school stuff, we can't expect everything to be old school, but at the same time, we need the old school. So yeah. I don't really have necessarily uh, a solution to that besides the fact of just getting the lineage guys in there because those guys will at least, you know, carry the torch for, mm-hmm. you know, what they represent. Yeah. And Davey Boy Jr. just likes chucking people around, man. I don't know if you've seen some of his matches where he he just likes to throw people around. And, yeah, and, you I've know seen his matches, yeah. Fuck it, I like to see that kind of shit. Yeah. Um, yeah, so something I've been doing, which has been fun, is just going on YouTube and just watching all these different uh, shows. And I watch them on my TV and... Uh, 
Yeah, it's been cool. Uh, you know, I, I ordered a couple videos from Cornette the other day. I like getting some of those shoot interviews. I, I got a shoot with uh, Cowboy Bill Watts that was like two discs. I think each disc was like an hour and a half or two hours or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, I, 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 I like getting the long shoot interviews. Like, I got one, uh, I think it was from... Uh, RF video, the Joel Goodhart shoot. Joel Goodhart was the original uh, promoter for Tri-State Wrestling Alliance that later kind of morphed into Eastern Championship Wrestling, which then became ECW. And I remember hearing Joel Goodhart on the radio when I was a kid because um, you know my, my my dad knew him, and so we would we would go out to Tri-State shows down at the old Civic Center, I think it was at, and. Uh, you know, he he was talking about how he was booking dream night, dream cards because everybody in the business wanted to work with him at that time because Bruno put him over as somebody that was good uh, with uh, you know with money so everybody was willing to work with him. Yeah. He was booking some of the craziest shit ever, dude. He was mm-hmm. he was booking these fucking matches where people would fight all around the arena with like Abdul the Butcher and Eddie Gilbert and all these guys. So yeah, Abdul I mean, the, the Butcher like um. I know, like, I, I've been seeing on the comments and all from, like, the interview that I had did with Abdullah the Butcher back at the Bruiser Brody Cup almost, like, oh, wow, like, uh, almost a little over a year ago, I remember, when I did that interview. But um, I've been seeing some of the comments on there, and people, uh, there are some negative comments about, like, how he gave, like, uh, different wrestlers uh, hepatitis C. But, dude, he, the guy's a legend. Like, he put his body on the line in the in these matches and all for the entertainment of the fans. And, like, I know it's unfortunate about what happened, but, like, when you think about it, these wrestlers, they deserve all the, all the respect in the world. They, they put their bodies and their, li- and their lives on the line to entertain the fans. And, but, and that's why, like, it, it, I stress more and more importantly, like, um, if you're going to do this, make sure you get trained properly because if you get trained properly, you can at least know how to do, the, how to do this wrestling and everything without – hurting people, but, um, I know, like, when you get into the hardcore stuff, like, that's, it takes a certain mentality to do it, because, um, I know, like, doing some of these things, like, uh, the barbed wire, the, uh, the, yeah, the, yeah, the thumbtacks and all that stuff, like, it's, and they're doing it all for the fans, like, to entertain people, and that's why they're doing it, that's why, like, um, Abdullah the Butcher, I give him a lot of credit for what he's done, and, uh, and give him a lot of respect, as well as, anyone else that goes, you know, that got in the ring with them and the, and the, did that stuff too because they were all doing it for the love of it and for the passion and for the to and for the fans and the body and and the Abdul has been doing it for 50 years man so i mean that uh, that's that's that Rick Flair you know Hulk Hogan like career you know what i mean doing it that long yeah and, and Abdullah should definitely be. I, I I think when it comes to those kinds of long careers, there's a couple people that you have to mention right off the top, and that's Ric Flair, Hulk Hogan, Abdullah the Butcher, and Terry Funk. Yeah. And Mick Foley too, when it comes to the hardcore stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he, I think his career was shortened because of the hardcore stuff. You know, yeah. he probably would still be doing it if he uh, if he could. You know. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I, I mean, there's other guys too that are before my time, you know. I, so I'm still learning about 
out the stuff that was before my time. I was born in 84. My first memory of this wrestling stuff was Survivor Series 87. So I, I'm still kind of young with this stuff. But we were having a conversation today with a couple guys at Millennium. And, you know, this is, like, the most important thing that I think I may ever say when it comes to this pro wrestling stuff. Yeah. Is if, if, you're, if you're born in the 2000s, it's not your fault. You know what I'm saying? However, the the wrestling stuff that, that you have been watching, like, I don't understand why people are watching some of this stuff. You know what I mean? Like, like WWE. If anybody's vouching for WWE in this time period, like, I don't... Hello, you're cutting out. All right, cool. Sorry about that, people, for the technical difficulties. Uh, back on the house line, man. I'm uh, becoming an anti-cell phone person, and I'm back on the house line. Um, so, okay, my phone might go out again because I'm, I'm on a different phone and, and the battery's low. But if you're a millennial and you're out there and, you know, you think that this wrestling stuff is, is good that's going on right now with WWE and all that, um, I, I highly recommend keep tracing uh, keep tracing the stuff back further in time. Learn as much as you can. I'm still doing the same stuff, but, uh, you know, luckily I was born in 84, so I was able to catch the golden era. And believe me, it was the golden era. It was. I remember being a kid and being like, how did all this stuff come to be? Not only with wrestling, but with music, with movies, with sports. And even in my hometown, I wondered how all this stuff came to be because it was it was just a really special time period in the late 80s and the 90s. Mm. Um, so if you're a millennial wrestling person or whatever, a fan or a worker or any of that stuff, um, please keep tracing the stuff back. Because, I mean, just because... You know about the Attitude Era. It doesn't mean that you know about the Hogan Era. It doesn't mean that you know about, you know, the Jesse the Body Ventura Era before or the Gorilla Monsoon Era or all these different eras of pro wrestling. All of it is important because it, 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 if you know, like, for example, this is this is the shit that Cornette was talking about, and I, and I honestly think it's true, and I've seen this with music, too. Um, if you think that what's going on today in WWE is good... Uh, then you're going to then pass that along to your children one day, and your children are going to think that it's good too. And that cycle is going to keep continuing. But that's the cycle that that is going to trickle down and water down the product over years. It's already as watered down as it could possibly be right now. Um, However, I said that with music in 2004 and look at what's happened with music since then it just keeps getting more watered down like it's like when you when you think it can't get any worse it does so so it's very important for you know the the millennial wrestling people to really understand this Cornette's not trying to chop your balls off he is chopping your balls off but that's because a lot of these guys are doing it to themselves so the these guys have to be the ones that take the responsibility and learn about their influence. I'm sorry, their influences, influences. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anything else you want to say, Alan? No, that's about it. That's about all I got right now, too, man. I, 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 I um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep at it with this wrestling stuff, man. God bless the indies. You know, all, all this stuff. Uh, you know, I I love 
never wrestled, so uh, I got to stick with it. But uh, I, I'm officially boycotting the WWE's product until something changes, you know, drastically about, mm-hmm. you know, all this shit. The presentation mm-hmm. but uh vince if you're out there listening man i love you man i'm not trying to dish your product but you guys have left me no choice however i am rooting for you all day we're trying to turn this economy around so more power to you paul Heyman, if you're out there you know how i feel man get back to the ecw arena man mm-hmm. all right thanks guys for tuning in cool.